funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv ripping, colors and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kalouris, and here with me today are my favorite funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hi, George. Hi, Abigail. And Abigail Williams. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good to see you. Good to I see you too. That. I feel like I'm, I make it a spoiler. Like you do. You don't know Ab- yeah, you ruin the suspense of who is the other host that's always <laughs> on the show. Who could it possibly <laughs> be? <laughs> Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story and then pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, I'm laughing at mysterious mashed potatoes. Ooh. Okay. I won't say that's intriguing. <laughs> that's a nice throwback to the last week when I totally called you out. <laughs> I'm laughing at yellow jackets with roid rage. Whoa. What about you, Alex? <laughs> I'm laughing at our chat pans. Okay. Mm. George, how are you voting? I'm in a mystery mood lately because I just finished watching Mary Easttown. And so I'm feeling the mystery of the potatoes. How about you, Alex? (laughs) Mm, It's an alliteration, so I'll do mysterious smash potatoes. Jackson, Mississippi has had a case of a rogue potato placer. What is a rogue potato placer? (laughs) Let me read you this article. (laughs) Residents of a neighborhood in Jackson, Mississippi are confused by bowls of mashed potatoes that they're finding on their cars, porches, and mailboxes. Resident Jordan Lewis described the Bellhaven neighborhood as a quirky one, with residents decorating road signs and putting Christmas trees in potholes. So we don't know if someone is just playing a prank or if someone just had a lot of leftovers, he said. But Sebastian Bjornegaard says some residents fear there's a more sinister message behind the potatoes. Some people were thinking maybe the mashed potatoes were poison to kill animals, noting that he almost stepped into a bowl of the potatoes on Tuesday. (laughs) And this is what he said. I didn't taste it. I have a three-second rule, so I didn't touch it, but some people were worried. It's unclear if anyone has eaten the potatoes, and news outlets report residents haven't alerted law enforcement. That's so so funny. (laughs) The reason I didn't eat it is only because I have a three-second rule, not because they're mashed potatoes that I didn't make. I don't know how long they've been out here, and they could be poisoned. It's only the three-second rule. They could be rule. delicious. Three-second rule for stranger potatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. Stranger potatoes. You come out to your car, and there's this bowl of mashed potatoes just waiting there for you to partake. Who does? <laughs> Do you think when he stepped in it, he had the same reaction as if you step in dog poop? Is it like, ah! How do you casually shoe? step into a bowl of mashed potatoes? <laughs> I mean, it's a bowl. It's not like it's a tiny dollop of potato. It's a bowl. If you're not expecting it on the sidewalk, you I, might step in it. If your eyes are closed. <laughs> but I'm thinking mashed potatoes are delicious. I personally 
would have probably heated that puppy back up in the oven and dried it. Also, I'm immediately taken to this thing about Greek people. They don't do Santa Claus. They believe in St. Basil. He was famous for giving people money hidden in loaves of bread. You would have a surprise loaf of bread on your door and there'd be Mm -hmm. money in it. And that's how he gave charity to people. We stole to have that custom where we hide money into a cake around Christmas time. So Uh I immediately thought, what if this is somebody trying to do something charitable? And there's diamonds in the mashed potatoes. Even if I didn't eat them, I would reach into the strange mashed potato. That's beautiful. (laughs) Although I would not want mashed potato money because I would have to mashed potato money. I would want (laughs) it. I don't care. Definitely want mashed potato money. My family is notorious for hiding money in objects that you would think are pointless. For example, my pawpaw pits used to take $50 bills when I was a kid. So that was a significant amount of cash for a kid. He would take $50 bills and roll them into the tiniest little thing. And then he'd cut a slit into a bag of Snickers candy with the 50 little assorted individually wrapped Mm -hmm. ones, slide the $50 bill in, double side tape it down, double side tape the bag back down. And so what you think you got for Christmas is this random bag of 50 Snickers. But you know, you don't throw away that bag and you don't give away one piece of your candy because you might be giving away 50 bucks. That's amazing. My Aunt Marcia, his daughter, sent me a card and a little plastic packet of Kleenex for my wedding. The little squishy packet. Yeah. I wasn't invited to your wedding. (laughs) Yeah, you weren't because we didn't even know each other then. (laughs) She sends me that little packet of these little Kleenex. I'm thinking... Does she think I'm going to cry at my wedding? Maybe that's like a symbolic present. And then she wrote in the card, P.S., do not throw away the Kleenex. And I knew there's money in this thing. And so I start sorting through every one of them. And there was some, there was some significant Marcia, cash. Marsha, do you know where else you can put money? Cards. <laughs> this is uh, a more fun saying. way. Uh, I so wonder maybe. how many hundreds of dollars of Papa Pitt's hard-earned money ended up in the trash because he hit it too good. I'll tell you, not a dollar. He was a workaholic and really grumpy about money. He makes sure he doesn't throw it Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Well, mashed potato money. Let's all just hope that we can get in on some of that. That was mashed potato money. I'm in. a game for you all here lately i've been very celebrity obsessed even more than usual and i thought it would be fun to play a game where we have to guess the actual names of celebrities because a lot of people have stage names like you mean Peter. he wasn't named the baby when he was born bizarre he, <laughs> he was let's play the game we're gonna start with someone easy Good thing this game is multiple choice, so you guys have some options. Oh, thank goodness, because as the person over here who's not really big into celebrity news, I'm nervous. (laughs) What is Lady Gaga's real name? Ugh. One, Stefani. Two, Jennifer. Three, Genevieve. Or four, Hannah. Jennifer, that's what I'm going with. Okay, Jennifer. Okay, what's your guess, George? Oh, I know it's Stephanie. Yeah, me too. I'm changing my vote. Uh, it's <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> oh, I said it all fair. I said Stefani. It's because she spells it weird. Well, I thought that was it. Your spelling threw me off. That's the only reason I'm losing right now. George says that he knows this with confidence. It is Stephanie. I believe it. 
George does know these things. George, you would be correct. Her full name is Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Okay. I love it. What's Travis Scott's real name? This one floored me. I did not know that wasn't his real name. No, I thought it was Travis Scott. Until who who is Travis ago. Scott? Famous producer, rapper. He has a daughter with Kylie Jenner. Best-selling McDonald's meal. <laughs> right, like originated the McDonald's meals. Number one, Berman. Oh, that's horrible. Sorry to all the Bermans. <laughs> Both of them are offended. <laughs> <laughs> two, Jacquees. Three, Henry. Or four, Slade. If my name was Berman, you can bet your ass I'd change it. So I'm going with A. I'm going with Slade. It's not Berman. It's not Slade either. I'm saying Henry. Real name is Jacques Berman Webster the second. So right, Berman I want is a half point for Berman. You were, you were on to something. You know, I'm not leaving a point on the floor. Yeah, we know that. Okay. <laughs> Bruno Mars. What is his real name? Oh, shoot. I don't know. I love his vibe and his songs, but I don't know his name. Is it one, John, two, Peter, three, Wayne, or four, Robert? Wayne. I'm going with Wayne as well. Ha <laughs> ha. And Wayne is wrong. And I knew it because <sighs> his real name is Peter G. Hernandez. Peter was my second choice, so I'm taking a half point. I don't think that's how half points work. <laughs> George doesn't leave it on the floor. Abigail says, that's what I was thinking. That's right. It's a strategy. Elton John. Why would you change your name to Elton? Number one, Edward. Number two, Andrew. Number three, Albert. Or number four, Reginald. I'm thrown because if you had not given me options... I have in my brain that Elton John's real name is Hercules. <laughs> that's a weird thing that's in my head. I'm going to go with Reginald for no oh, reason okay. other than it's the only one I remember. Okay, okay give I me Give me the names. Give me the options one more time. Edward, Andrew, Albert, Reginald. I'm going with Albert. Guess who was right? Please let it be me. George, ah! his name is Reginald Kenneth Dwight. I'm sorry, Abigail. <laughs> I'm really done with this game. I hate this game. Can we be done? You win, George. I concede. I move on to you. Let's keep going. We could do one more. Abigail, I'm rooting for you here. Yeah, me too, Abigail. Thank you. I don't want George's this is for rooting you. for me. That's a pity win. <laughs> I want I Alex's am. help, not George's. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> Tina Fey. What is her real name? I thought it was Tina Fey, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Here are your options. Number one, Elizabeth. Number two, Jean. Number three, Norma. Number four, Bethany. Thank Royal. <laughs> Norma. I'm just going to go with Norma because it's so bizarre compared to okay. what I would think. Okay, so Norma's your, that's your final answer. Final answer. Okay, George. I don't want Abigail mad at me, so I'm also going to go with Norma. Do not go with Norma. <laughs> go with something else. Okay, then I'm going to go with Elizabeth. Fair. Oh, dang it. I didn't hear Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm not good with hearing. I'm going with Elizabeth. I'm changing my vote. Glitch on the Matrix. I didn't hear it. 
I will accept a glitch in the matrix for the purposes of the game and because I'm rooting for Abigail. So our final answer is Elizabeth. You guys are correct. Pew, 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 pew. Tina Fey's real name is Elizabeth Stamatina Fey. Isn't she Greek as well? Yeah, she's my people. I read Bossy Pants. Thank you guys for playing Celebrity Name Game with me. Thank you for the game. As we just proved, Abigail is a lot. not up to date on all the pop culture. She was a pastor's daughter, homeschooled, and just <laughs> didn't have the life experiences that we did. And, and for that reason... And I want you guys to know, I have a really great life. I am happier. <laughs> than I that's really all you need to know about me. Oh, God. You are Abigail, a wonderful person, and I love having you as a friend, and you're very funny, and you missed on things like Saturday morning cartoons. And so we want to bring you up to I did watch Saturday morning okay. cartoons, but I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers. And that's sad, because I did like what? it when it was on. <laughs> what did the Power Rangers do? Alexandria and I presented Abigail with a pop culture blind spot challenge. We gave her a list of things to check out, and each week Abigail is visiting one of them and reporting back. Abigail, what did you check out this week? I checked out Ursher, whom I love, and his yes. album, Confessions. Oh, nice. Ursher, baby. Alex gave me the challenge to listen to the entire album because I was like, of course I know Usher. Oh, I'm not an idiot. And yeah, <laughs> is my jam of all time. But she's right. I did not listen to the entire album. Last week when I reported back on Stankonia, I was less than impressed with the lyrical content. Ooh. I felt that it was downtrodden on women had some depth, but wasn't my favorite. With Usher, I feel completely different. I yeah. love him. First of all, the album's called Confessions, and anybody who knows anything knows how it goes. It's so good. The song Confessions, I didn't know it was part one and two, but they broke me. This man is confessing some major stuff. In part one, he's all like, yeah, I've been cheating on my girlfriend for years, but he wants to lay it out straight. And in my opinion, this is a perfect lyrical example of somebody that a therapist would be wildly proud of. I mean, he confesses it all. He doesn't get caught. He brought it forward because he wanted to. He lays it all out explicitly what he's done. He takes ownership, doesn't excuse himself, he apologizes, and he says he knows he deserves the consequences, and that he's here for whatever they need. Come on, Usher, I'm in love with you, come on. It's not good that he cheated on his girlfriend, but I appreciate this song and everything that he is representing with this. Oh, I love it. Confessions part two killed me a little because now he's got a kid on the way with some woman he barely knows. His words. Yeah. <laughs> was this the same deal? Because in song number one, he's like, this is a woman I've been with for a long time. This crap has been going on for forever. And in this one, he's like, I'm having a baby with somebody I don't really know. It's heartbreaking. Then I started to wonder. Yeah, it was one of the first songs in this track. And I'm like, oh, was it the girl from the club with the homies? Is this what's going on here? Did yeah lead to this baby? We don't know. Like, I don't know what this is. Then I'm wondering, is this whole album just a life story playing out? But I didn't go that far in. Every song on this album is so smooth. Every groove is so dope. And I adore Usher's work. Caught up, that tune, jam and a half. Come on. Uh, 
love. He actually sings songs that are respectful towards women, and I personally appreciate that. I appreciate that he's usually women positive. Superstar, come on. Yeah. Literally, it's an ode to a woman. I love it. Take your hand, gives me all the feels. And then we get to this beautiful moment where Alicia Keys comes into play. Alicia Keys' albums were some of the first songs that I ever learned to play on the piano and sing at the same time. And I'm a massive fan. And so when he brought her in, I'm like, (laughs) I'm sold. At the end of the day, I'd give it a solid rating. It was gold to me. I'm sad I didn't hear all these songs growing up, but I did hear a couple of them. And I love it. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Abigail, this makes my heart swell so much with joy. Many people say Confessions was Usher's Lemonade. Lemonade. If you are not familiar with Beyonce's Lemonade, you need to listen to Lemonade. But because of the storytelling, because of him laying his life out there and pouring his heart out, talking about love and all these things he's learning as a young man in his 20s, it is... Just such a good album. And there's just some good songs. One of those classic albums that you still listen to today. Can you handle it? Not say for work, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's still my number one most requested song when I go to a wedding. If they drop that beat, it's over yeah. for me. Yeah. I don't care what's happening. I'm on the dance floor and I can't remember what happens next <laughs> The point of this exercise is not to torture you. Yes, it Rather, is. We all know it. So this is me sticking it to the man. <laughs> <saying I like. laughs> so I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. And I look forward to hearing your report on your next challenge. I had some people reach out and say that we made the wrong choice <gasps> with Melrose Place. Whoa. The thing that was pointed out that was really fair was that Melrose Place came out in the early 90s when you would have been way too young to watch it. Because what mom's letting like a five-year-old watch Melrose Place? And it's irrelevant (laughs) to right now. Alex raised her hand. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching it at 12. I had no business. It's also just very convoluted. It's hard to pick one episode that encompasses the show and the drama. And so a lot of folks told me that we should have gone with Sex and the City It is more of a blind spot that's within the realm of things you should have seen. And they're doing a reboot. So Mm. I'd like to put it out there and see if you'd like to swap Melrose Place for Sex and the City. Yeah, I'll do it. Yay! Awesome. We'll check in on that next week. Great. guys the internet has been ablaze with this showergate situation (laughs) is that a ashton kutcher thing i don't know for sure (laughs) taylor swift made a confession in an interview that she does not wash her legs regularly because she shaves them okay but so (laughs) shaving and washing are synonymous I don't know. And then it just became a rollout. It was a lot of white celebrities coming out of nowhere, letting us know that they do not bathe. Oh, my goodness. You have Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal, someone I love, one of my favorite actors. But in an interview with Vanity Fair of all magazines, I feel like the epitome of clinging and nice and regal, (laughs) he revealed like this is a revelation, that good manners and bad breath get you nowhere. So I do that. But 
I do also think that there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance. And we naturally clean ourselves. We're not ovens, people. We don't naturally clean (laughs) ourselves. You've got to question all of these self-cleaning claims. I'm thinking to myself, didn't Ben Franklin solve this long ago? Wasn't he the guy that came out and was taking baths and everybody was like, ugh, he's so crazy washing his hands, taking baths. And he thought it was more hygienic. And then it comes out. It is. Really? I did not know this. That's oh, right? I need to look, look it up. up. Okay. <laughs> That's like, a good example of a white person who bathes, Ben Franklin. Is the well, assertion that white people don't bathe? Because I can only speak for my white family, but we do bathe. <laughs> Okay, so you know, my son gets thrown in the tub every single night. These celebrities are not listening to you or their ancestor, Ben Franklin, and (laughs) understanding the hygienic needs of bathing. Another one, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt revealed in an interview that he didn't have time to shower. He says, I got six kids. All you got to do is just take the wipes, a couple of quick wipes under the pits. No. Man, I'm getting peed on all day. No. I don't have no. time to shower. No. I feel like that's more reason more to of a reason. Time that's definitely more shower. reason to shower. <laughs> and I no. think that makes no sense. Okay, you guys are making me feel a little Although better. Although he okay. looked like he kind of smelled. He does look musty. It kind of works for him and Johnny Depp. They have this must like Johnny Depp looks smellier. Johnny Depp looks like if he were to hug you, you would smell bad. Yeah, Yeah. he's also on this list, but I feel like we already—that's not a surprise. Yeah, we already knew that he's not a bather. Kristen Bell of the Good Place, guys. What do they mean (laughs) when they're saying that we clean ourselves? What does that mean? Licking themselves like cats. That's what I'm wondering. I've got an image of licking arm hair into place. Yeah, like this. Ew. Okay, if you could see what I'm seeing right now, listeners, then you would turn this off. <laughs> Kristen oh Bell on The View said that her and Dax Shepard, her husband, wait for the stink before washing their kids. Yes, Abigail, that face is so appropriate. Yes, audience, Kids stink. They must wash them every day. I mean, my son does stink. At the end of every day. I can't speak for anyone else's child. Mila Kunis revealed that she didn't grow up with hot water and didn't shower much. I may give her a little grace here. Maybe she spathed in other ways. But then her husband jumped into the game. And he had to add, if you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. Once again, giving me so much concern. <laughs> Why are we rebuilding this? And I don't ever this? see the body odor underneath my armpits, but I'm confident yeah, that it is there like and man. I'm for sure going to clean it off. I'll say this. In the defense of this other camp, I have read that there are arguments to be made that washing off the natural oils of your body every day can be bad for your skin and can cause your skin to overly dry out. And as a person who comes from a family with eczema and very dry skin, I can understand waiting a day or two. But this whole not bathing in general... No, these people are waiting mm-hmm. till their stink lines off yeah, their child. Right. Like I, and I think often they don't think that they smell, and this is getting into some judgmental territory, but <laughs> we do smell you before you get there. We do! And I get you on the dry skin and, the, and eczema and things like that, also in family, but there's lotion, people, and oils and shea butters. But I thank you guys so much for chatting with me today about this and helping me better 
understand Showergate and that this really just sounds like a very much a celebrity thing and regular white people are bathing themselves on a regular basis. I think that's fair. I also think it's fair to note that no black celebrity ran out to Vanity Fair to let them know that they stink too. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. It didn't happen. There were other celebrities that came out to say that they were clean and to let us know how often they yeah, The Rock's like, I wash funny. myself every five minutes. Why do we have to even know this? Why are we talking about this? Thank I you. don't get it. Exactly. Next subject. With that transition, <laughs> I like to move into the writer's workshop. This is where we'll do a reading of a piece of writing that is in development and give it some critiques and figure out how to make it better. This week, I wanted to present a piece of writing I'm doing for a show that I'm doing with Abigail called Church Mice. That's right. You'll be hearing more about Church Mice in the future, but today we're going to read a piece called Unwed. Abigail, I'm going to have you read the role of efficient. Okay. Uh, Alexandria, you mm-hmm. will read bride and mother of the bride. Awesome. And I will read groom and father of the bride. All right. Wedding chapel day lights up on the ever so slightly nervous efficient. The groom and bride march down the aisle together. beloved. We are gathered here on this rainy day to witness the separation of this couple from holy matrimony. We stand before God to commemorate the realization that you misgaged forever and cannot live another second married to one another. It's wonderful to have friends and family join us. The groom and bride would like you to know that each of you has played an integral part in the disillusion of their marriage. (laughs) May you all remember this sacred ceremony. For on this day, we acknowledge that sometimes love is not enough. Now, is there anyone in this attendance who believes that this couple should remain married? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, I'm still paying off their goddamn $30,000 wedding. Harold. I told you it was just a fling. I told you to elope in Vegas. But no, you gave me your puppy dog eyes. Daddy, I love him. Ignore him. We all do. (laughs) Marriage is sacred. Married life, a shared life, can be a tremendous blessing, but also a colossal pain in the ass. Jesus said, what God has joined together, let not man separate. But really, what does a single dude in his 30s know about marriage? Am I right? (laughs) Now, Andrea and Alex have decided to express themselves with their own unvows. Andrea, you may begin. Alex, the day I met you was like something from a movie. You literally swept me off my feet when I slipped on black ice in the parking lot. And you caught me before I busted my ass. (laughs) The minute I looked into your beautiful eyes, I thought you were the one. 
Boy, was I wrong. Beautiful. Now you, Alex. Andrea, falling in love with you was like a whirlwind. I've never met a woman like you, and I hope never to again. If I'd known what a disgusting slob you were, I'd have let your ass hit the ground. Mm, How lovely. Now, do you, Andrea, release Alex from being your lawfully wedded husband from this day forward, for better or worse, for richer or poorer, you're on your own? Yes. And do you, Alex, release Andrea from being your lawfully wedded wife from this day forward, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, you're on your own? Absolutely. Now, to commemorate this disunion, you may now destroy your rings. The circle formed by each ring symbolizes eternal love and commitment to one another. Now throw your rings into this bowl of molten lava to remind you that nothing lasts forever and promises are made to be broken. Without this ring, I thee unwed. Without this ring, I thee unwed. Who takes this bride back today? Harold! Hell no! They said till death do us part. They're still alive. You think being married to you for 35 years has been all rainbows and picnics? No, you stick it out. Her father and I do. Thanks, Mom. Your old room is all ready for you, too, just like you left it. Now, please make amends with your guests by returning the gifts they so generously purchased from your Bed, Bath, and Beyond registry. Bride and groom each return gifts to members of the audience, thanking them for it. By the power vested in me... By the state of Georgia, I pronounce you ex-husband and ex-wife. You may now sleep with the guest of your choosing, forever consummating your divorce. Bride and groom each take a member of the audience out with them as they exit separately. Oh, my goodness, George. Wow. Wow. I love it. You are so irreverent. (laughs) (laughs) I know some people who are getting divorced and they're trying to do it amicably. And I understand that their intention is to have an unwedding ceremony of some sort. And I just imagine what's that look like. Wow. This is what we have. I just love that you have to give the gifts back. I personally, no disrespect, (laughs) would like to get some gifts back for the people who haven't made it. But I guess that's like kicking a man when he's down. That's not really nice. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, Denise, you owe me a toaster. (laughs) I know you might be in a financially really tough situation right now, but I'm going to need that $25. I know he walked out on you with that babysitter, (laughs) but I can't. I know I was super cheap and only gave you $25 to Target, but I'm going to need that. Oh my goodness. That is fantastic. And for anybody out there who's going to have an unwedding ceremony, just take this as a guide for how it should be run. George, I think it's time to take it away. All right. This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boyton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time.